0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's hard. Touchdown. Oh, my goodness. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. Yeah. It's for a touchdown. You are now tuned in
1: to the Roto Experts in the Morning on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, The shine fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Friday, August 24th. Let's cock a doodle do it. It is Roto experts in the morning, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds the Spitting Statistician, and I am joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the King, Scott Angle. Scotty, week three of the preseason kicks off in earnest tonight. Uh, you know, the dress rehearsal. We're gonna see the starters maybe for a full half. I am excited. How are you feeling, Scotty?
2: I'm feeling good. You know, enjoyed watching the game last night and was up early this morning, banging out uh, the article that people have been asking me for. It's live, it's ready on rotoexperts.com. I may be wrong, but my fearless predictions for fantasy football for the season, part of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, enter the King at checkout for a special discount. And uh, you'll see what
1: week Rashad Penny and uh, Ronald Jones might be starting by. Ooh, I like that. And, you know, listen, Scotty, people definitely need to go on over, get the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, enter the promo code THEKING at checkout. And I was telling a lot of people yesterday on Fantasy Freestyle, which, by the way, airs on, uh, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m., but... um. I was telling people that these guys are representing value now. We were talking about this. We had a poll about this, Scotty. You know, the Ronald Jones, the Sony Michels, the Rashad Pennies, you know, that these guys that are falling right now as rookies, they represent value at some point. And you're really thinking about who's going to be that starting running back, not in the month of September, but around Thanksgiving and beyond. That's when your team is in the fantasy playoffs. You want to be able to, you know, kind of be patient with some of these guys. So that's a very interesting piece of content, Scott when you think Ronald Jones and Rashad Penny might be starting, can I ask, is it before like week 12 when you need to push for the fantasy playoffs and in the fantasy playoffs themselves? With Penny
2: it is. And like Jay Thompson asked me just a little while ago on Twitter, he said, given the broken finger weight gain and reports at a yeah. Seahawks camp, is Penny worth a shot at running back 4-5? There's no way you're going to get him at running back 5 and, you know, I believe after Chris Carson, I kept said it all week, after he fumbled Fumbles twice again. to go line <laughs> last week, you know, and the Seahawks were so awful in the red zone last year that Penny's going to at least have a part-time role, and it's going to be before midway in the season. You'll see what exact week in my article on rotoexerts.com. that I think Rashad Penny's going to take over as
1: the starting running back. All right, fair enough. As long as he gets off that Eddie Lacy diet, we'll be okay with Rashad Penny up there in Seattle. Hey, Scotty, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the Indians against the Phillies last night. We had a final of 5 nothing with the Eagles and the Browns, you know. Listen, I have a couple of takeaways for me. Um, Carlos Hyde continues to look good. Okay. Seven carries for 45 yards. I remember back in a day on this show when me and Jake Seeley were going back at and forth at it. I was on the Carlos Hyde train. He was on the Nick Chubb side. And I got to tell you something. Hyde looks like the guy that they spent money for. Hyde looks like the guy who has been, you know, kind of an RB2 in the past. Hyde looks like a guy that in PPR settings had a good year last year as well. I think he is kind of, uh... Widening the gap between him and Chubb in that backfield. Uh, what did you think about that? I don't think he widened the gap as okay. much as he established
2: himself as the guy. But you know, Chubb isn't far behind with the way that he's running. Uh, but Carlos Hyde, you know, when when he's at his best, you know, he's a big back with good vision, and he he has got some deceptive speed. But he also runs very upright, and he exposed himself to injuries. Big injury history throughout his career, so you have to keep that in mind. Uh, I think Chubb's going to have a role. Pied's going to be the starter. I think Duke Johnson is pretty much going to be reduced to nothing nothing role. It's like he hasn't even caught a pass this
1: preseason. So Duke Johnson, I think, I'm not even touching him in my drafts. Okay, let me ask you something. In your ranks, which you can get on the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package, you currently have them literally back-to-back um, that I yeah. see, both in Tier 9, however. You have them, uh, Chubb as 38, Hyde as 39. It sounds like you're saying in your update you might actually have Hyde ahead of Chubb. But it also, listen, yes, you have they're both gonna, the- they're going to be updated after the show, Yes. Okay, fair enough. But you have both of them behind guys like Rob Kelly, C.J. Anderson, Sony Michelle. Am I correct that the uh, at least Hyde would hop over those guys as well? Yeah, uh, you know Hyde, both of them might hop over those
2: guys. Go- all three of those guys. You know Kelly's going to get an obvious obvious drop, drop. with Peterson. Uh, Sony Michelle is too banged up. I'm right. really going to be dropping Sony Michelle. I have an interesting prediction in my. Uh, my new article on RotoExperts.com about how
1: many games Sony Michelle is going to play this year, too. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We shall see. But remember, Jeremy going over. Hill? You, ooh, that is interesting. That's an interesting. Listen, this committee, you know, has a ton of people. We'll see if Gillisley and Hill, you know, make the roster and play that role. We know Burkhead is dealing with a knee injury. Sonny Michelle dealing with a knee injury. This could set up for a lot of opportunity, especially out of the backfield, for James White. Early, uh, early on in the season. All right, so that's one thing I saw. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is Tyrod, or or shall I say Tyrod. I don't know if you saw uh, the latest episode of Hard Knocks. Tyrod. Uh, Scott, yeah, but it's really apparently no, I Tyrod. Don't know HBO. Fair enough, but uh, so there was a little piece about this. Apparently it's really, really? Tyrod, not Tyrod. Um, ty- <laughs> um, Tyrod. Well, You know what, said- that's a good point, though, because a lot of people assume
2: pronunciations and you know, I like for yeah. years people say Ichiro but mm-hmm. and it's it Ichiro. Was Ichiro Ichiro yeah. yes, yes Ichiro. absolutely there's a, there's a lot of a lot of examples behind behind that kind of stuff in baseball people say Eugenio
1: Suarez it's actually right. Eugenio Suarez yes absolutely so here's how it went down from hard knock's okay um like the fourth string quarterback they were um about like he was giving them the tour of, like, that RV that they're doing or the or the quarterbacks in camp, right? And he's called uh, the person that we knew as Tyrod. He called him Tyrod. And then, like, other reporters and stuff were asking him about it, like, haha, you made a mistake. How does it feel to, like, mispronounce your starting quarterback's name on TV? And he was like, well, actually, he calls himself Tyrod. His name is actually Tyrod. And so then they interviewed Tyrod about it. And he was like, well – he was like, well, one, uh, when I was in college at Virginia Tech, on college game day, Lee Corso one day just called me Tyrod. And at that point, I was just such a like kind of, you know, I was a young guy. I was a humble guy. I'd never wanted to correct him, so I never corrected it. And he was like, but my, my, my mom calls me Tyrod. My family calls me Tyrod. My name is Terod. (laughs) You know? And so we're like, oh, snap. Like, you know, so people have been mispronouncing it the whole time. But I I bring this up because Terod is the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. You know, everyone loves Baker Mayfield, that number one pick. There's a lot of buzz around him. But uh, this is reinforced for me by watching Hard Knocks. Terod is like, you know acting like a leader. He's the one in Hugh Jackson's ear giving him ideas on how to help build positive practice habits. He's the one that they're showing like, you know, not going out and in his room digesting game film all the time while Baker Mayfield is enjoying some of the perks of being the number one overall pick. And Terod goes 11 for 16 yesterday, but it looked like he almost broke his wrist at one point. I bet uh, the, the, the collective heart was in the throats of all the Browns Fans. What do you think about Terod and this uh, Browns competition at quarterback?
2: Yeah, I think Terod's definitely the guy. Uh, look, I he like how you went straight to Terod. I yeah, like that. I yeah. like that. We're using it as Yeah, you know, Once Got I learn it, I stick I stick with it. I like it. Uh, but look, you know, th- the th- big thing about Terod is he doesn't turn the ball over. And, you know, that's what you want in this offense. In, in his uh, Buffalo career, 52 touchdowns, only 16 interceptions. And then we you know we we saw you know bad interception last, last night by the rookie. Uh you know as good as as good as the rookie looks. You know I think I think Tarad is a very underrated yep. NFL quarterback. Uh, Eventually, you know, when he gets moved out of the starting job, he can start elsewhere in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Smooth mechanics, stands in the pocket well, you know, can take off and run. He's not as talented as some of those dual threat quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, etc. But, you know, dare I say, he's a better decision maker than Cam Newton. Uh, he's just not as talented, physically talented. I mean, he's, he's a really solid NFL quarterback, can be a high-end QB two, I think, and the Browns are going to be
1: a 500 team this year. I think Terod could start at least 14 games this year. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. I've been saying not so fast on Baker Mayfield. When And, and you know, add to this, Scott, that Tarad has better weapons now than he ever had in Buffalo. Probably a better offensive line than he had in Buffalo. And what did he do against everything the organization was trying to do for him up in Buffalo last year? He took the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs, ending a drought of something like 15-20 years for that franchise even though they didn't even want to start him when they were actually the number two wild card. They went to Nathan Peterman, who then promptly threw five interceptions against the Chargers. You know, they didn't want him in Baltimore because Joe Flacco was there. They didn't really want him in Buffalo. And I agree with you. Terod is not one of these, like... He's not one of these quarterbacks that, let's say, makes everyone else around them better, per se. But you can, in fact, win in the NFL with Terod Taylor as your quarterback. And I think he is impressing not only the Browns, but potentially 29 other GMs as, well, maybe not Buffalo, maybe not Baltimore, who know about him already? But he, along with you know a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, let's say, will be a starting quarterback for a team that they are probably not on right now next year. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, Scott, from this game, um, on the Philadelphia side. Now I know. Um, I know that you know not all the starters are playing, and I know Jay Ajayi is going to get the burn. We know about Sproles, we know about Clement, but what about Wendell Smallwood? Smallwood went twelve carries, fifty-three yards. You know, I know he's lower down on the depth chart. There was like one or two weeks last year, I think, like weeks maybe like six or seven around there where he was the back. Okay, is is Smallwood in the mix at all, or is Smallwood the kind of guy similar to like maybe an, an Amir Abdullah that I've talked about before? That if there are more Injuries. He could be the kind of guy that plays a little bit of musical chairs if a team needs him. Talk to me a little bit about Wendell Smallwood. Is there any path to relevance for him?
2: Not really. Uh, you got a Jai, then you have Sproles, then Clement. you have Clement. You know he's he's no more he's no, you know they they like Donnell Pumphrey yeah you know he he might not be any better than fifth on the depth chart maybe last fourth. year
1: though they started him over Clement towards the middle of the season before they like discovered Clement they did give Smallwood a shot at it
2: yeah and he's you know he hasn't really done anything with it uh, you know I don't think he can do anything but if they're desperately pressing to service if they got two or three injuries right you know maybe maybe he like. You know, give you some mediocre numbers. I don't think there's yeah. anything here with Wendell Smallwood.
1: Is there any chance that they were showcasing him for potentially uh, other teams? The similar, I thought the similar thing about Abdullah when he got the start for Detroit uh, a couple of weeks back. I think
2: with the Lions, yeah. I, I think with the Eagles, no. You know, they just wanted to see if he could play well
1: enough to make the roster. There's nothing to see here with Wendell Smallwood. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So we will keep it moving. Um, one other piece of news that I saw um, before we get into, you know, we're going to spend most of the day today pre- previewing some of these dress rehearsal games. Okay, we got a lot of interesting games, some playoff caliber teams facing each other. So it'll be real interesting when we see the ones versus the ones in most cases for you know pretty much the first half. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. And don't forget, if you want to join the show, the number to call is eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We'll be happy to take your Call One other piece of news, you know, and it originally happened when I was away last week, and I didn't even think it was big enough at first to kind of bring up when I came back about all these injuries. But I saw yesterday that uh, Delaney Walker is still not practicing. Scott with a toe injury. He's been out of practice for like a week. Now, don't get me wrong, they've still he's still got like two weeks, right? Until they open the season, the Tennessee Titans. But you know, Delaney Walker, who just got a new ex- contract extension, is, you know, in his mid-thirties. Um, we talk about LaFleur there, the new offensive coordinator, who may be looking to get to Corey Davis and uh Deion Lewis, maybe a little bit more. Um do you have any concern, or what is your level of concern around this Delaney Walker injury? I don't like when a guy already in his mid thirties is already banged up entering the season, and toes feel like things that can linger for a little while. I know he's in that tier of you know that second tier with guys like Rudolph and Graham and Olsen and Ingram. Um, do you have any concern about Delaney Walker?: I have some
2: minor concern. You know he does like you said these these kind of these kind of things can linger. But then, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, we've seen him play through a lot of injuries in his career that would keep other guys out. So, you know, Delaney Walker, like every player is different. Uh, He seems to have a high pain threshold. So, uh, I'm I'm optimistically cautious right now, you know, knowing his history. If you go to rotoexperts.com right now and uh, you check out the latest from Inside Injuries, They say, uh, you know, even though he has a lengthy injury history, he typically doesn't miss games. Uh, But in the last few years when he's battled ankle, hamstring, various injuries, his injury risk is now at 14%, which makes him an elevated injury risk. They say Uh, it could become a lingering issue. Uh, It's not something that they want to see, but... Right now, his week one availability, it's still in question, but it's not firmly that he's out. So it's something that we have to keep an eye on, but you have to remember, even though the guy's up in age, you know, he does have a high pain threshold, so you have to be optimistic there.
1: All right. Fair enough. You have him currently ranked as your number eight tied end right behind Devin Ingram, right ahead of Jimmy Graham. I might take Jimmy Graham over Delaney Walker, but, you know, it's very close, right? Different strokes for different folks. Real quick, Scotty, I got a uh, question from one of the listeners or one of my one of my followers yesterday that I thought was a really good question. And I wanted to bounce it off of you. The question is about um, Julian Edelman. All right, and I think it's interesting to find out, like, where, where are you taking him? Or even a guy like Mark Ingram, right? Like, what's the latest you've seen a guy like Julian Edelman go? Because to, your, to our point, right, we're looking for guys that maybe can really help us in the playoffs. And I know Edelman's not going to be there for the first four weeks, but he represents a huge value. He would be, you know, your wide receiver 2 let's say, when he is playing, you know, in, in November and December. Where have you seen Edelman going uh, in drafts?
2: Well, like round, not round eight, round nine, and Ingram more like round five, round six. Yeah, uh, you know, I think people st- you know, still once
1: they get their starters, you know, if they're savvy, they're willing to wait for these guys to come back. Yeah, all you need, though, is one person that go ahead and swoop him up. Remember, he probably definitely represents value in round nine because then when you need him, he's going to be a huge part of your starting lineup for the playoffs. All right, we are off and running here on Roto Experts in the Morning. It's the King, Scott Engel, and the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. When we come back, we take a look at some of these dress rehearsal games. Week three of the preseason, we'll tell you what we're looking for so you know what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. It's Roto Experts in the Morning. Come on right back on the Fantasy
0: Sports Radio Network.
1: bringing us back here on the fantasy sports radio network it's a friday morning i'm real excited okay week three of the preseason they call them the dress rehearsals i also got to give a big shout out to uh my man the uh og cabezon my stepfather's having a birthday today we're gonna be uh hanging out a little bit later on he wants to do a little hibachi he wants to do a little hibachi dinner so i'm gonna take him out for that have you ever done the hibachi scott oh yeah of course you know it's it's fun uh... right play play like over flip. here in Queens. In yeah. Queens,
2: like in Maspeth, Queens, there's not too many good places to eat, but you know, there's a good Apache place
1: over here. Nice. Um so yeah. absolutely yeah. And you know, they although, do they keep it fun. Although they shoot the, they sa- the wasabi. New,
2: Go ahead. Yeah, they opened up a new Spanish chicken restaurant last night and we, we ordered in, it, it was really good. We got some uh some pork Ooh.
1: stew with rice and beans, it was really good. Yeah, buddy, that's what I'm talking about. You yeah. need to come to my hood in Washington Heights if you really want some, some good Spanish uh, I want Spanish some chorizo food. over there, yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Uh We got a little Casa de Mofongo. If you need to know what that is, holler at me at Spittin' Speed. You can also holler at Scotty at Scotty Roto Experts. I didn't call you anything, brother, man. You mofongo? are el rey de fantasia, Mofongo. Fantasia. mofongo. Has, I'll yes, let you know probably. about that. Scotty, I'll let you know about that this weekend, all right, because we are going to be together Saturday and Sunday, drafting in some uh, expert leagues, some high-stakes leagues. This is known as uh, National Fantasy Football Draft Weekend, all right? A lot of people are going to be, you know, making getting their drafts on and popping. The unfortunate part is that week three of the preseason, we're going to have some injuries as well. We'll be here to break it down and talk about it on Monday, as we are every weekend, every every weekday from 7 to 8 a.m. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scotty, let's look at some of these games, okay? Let's look at some of these games and what we're really looking for, you know, as we try to read the tea leaves of what is important here um, to look at, what indicators we can see. The first game up is, uh, you know, the Snoopy Bowl here in New York, the Jets and the Giants, right? Um, you know, they we know the this game. already. Uh, yeah, it is being played technically yeah, in, in the York? state of New Jersey. The only technical yeah. New York football team is the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, they, they may go to Canada unless the Pagoulas have anything to say about it. But I digress. Jets and Giants here. Um, You know, we know about Sam Darnold. It looks like it's trending that he is going to be the starter. He's getting all the first team reps. You know, I... I'm intrigued by Teddy Bridgewater, not necessarily because of the Jets, but, you know, as we know, we've talked about it uh, twice this week. You know, there were rumors out there that they spoke to the Jaguars about a trade, that they spoke to the Raiders about a trade. It seems like a lot of teams are realizing, the Jets included, that Teddy Bridgewater is an asset. So I want to see how he does, right? I want to see and make sure that he doesn't do anything to hurt his stock as an asset, because, like I said, you know, ones against the ones for the first half, there may be a starting quarterback that goes down and then all of a sudden they're on the horn to Mike McCann and the Jets about Teddy. Um what are you looking for in this game?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm looking at I don't I think Isaiah Crowell is gonna play tonight. Uh, So I'm looking to see him. I want to see more of a connection between Sam Donald and Robbie Anderson, who I, who I, I like a lot, you know, seven touchdowns last year, over 900 yards. I think, you know, as Donald progresses, Robbie Anderson is going to morph into a wide receiver too. In fantasy. I think he's kind of underrated, you know, as far as the giants go, uh, you know, will Barkley play tonight? I'm, I'm not sure, you know, other than that, you know, I want to see how, how Eli looks, you know, behind something of an improved offensive line. So, I'm very interested. You know, here's something else, too. Like, some teams are still looking for a backup quarterback. Maybe the Jets trade Josh McCown, too.
1: That's interesting also. That is very interesting, right? Like, wouldn't it be great? If you're just you had two legitimate, you know, starting quarterbacks there. Like, if you ride with Teddy, if Teddy looks so good, you know, why not just have Darnold and have Teddy as the backup? I you know, like, I think that's an option too. McCown, though, I think they're keeping yeah. in that locker room to be sort of like the mentor, right? To have, you know, yeah. take Darnold under his wing, that sort of thing. But you make a good point. McCown is also a a viable NFL quarterback. He's not gonna excite anybody. But I, I'm reminded, Scott, that, you know, going into like I don't know, week 10, let's say, last year before McCown got hurt. He was literally a top 10 quarterback in fantasy. So I think you make an interesting point. Yeah. Um, All right, Scotty. Next. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No more on McCown? All right, fine. No, you go ahead, sir. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> you know. Tarod. Talk about tarod. Yeah. Tarod, um, yes. Next uh next game up, I am intrigued by both of these teams running back positions. Okay. I'm talking about the Denver Broncos and the Washington football team in Denver. Listen. Royce Freeman, I think, is going to be the starter. Royce Freeman has looked good. I've said it on this air a number of times. Devontae Booker is someone who I think the Denver Broncos wanted to take that job late last season, and Booker never really performed well enough to grab the brass ring. So that's why they went out and drafted Royce Freeman. Freeman has looked good. I think he's going to be the starter. Let me ask you this, Scotty. Is Freeman now, in your opinion, the second rookie running back off the board? Behind Saquon Barkley, what rookie running back is you know like? What are you taking? I don't think you're taking Penny or Jones anymore ahead of him, right? Um, Not Carryon
2: Johnson, not even
1: right. So is Royce Freeman the second rookie running back off the board in your opinion? Now,
2: I know Brad Evans of Yahoo Sports loves Royce Freeman. I liked him off the draft too. Somebody somebody in Oregon took him into. Somebody in our big league impact draft took him in the 3rd round and like Oh wow. You know, Brad, I was saying 4th or 5th like, is that, viable. That's a good pick. And, Interesting. You know, but I'm I'm worried about Denver though. I think Case Keenum <clears throat> is going to morph back into a pumpkin and that's going right. to cost that team. That's why even though I'd rank Freeman 2nd it's. I think that offense is going to be very, very erratic, and there's going to be some weeks where that team falls behind, and you know maybe Freeman's you know starts sitting on the bench because they're playing catch up, etc. It's you know I like him talent-wise, and I think he could be a good flex, but I, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be a big disappointment this year. They're going to have a good defense that keeps them in games, but they're going to be a
1: seven and nine team because I think I think Case Keenum is going to turn into a pumpkin. That's interesting. Let me ask you, though, specifically about Freeman, okay? Because I've been on the Freeman bandwagon. Like I said, I have a lot of family out there in Oregon, so I saw some of Royce Freeman in college, and, I, and I, I always thought that he had a chance at this level. Let me ask you this. You know, you talk about the Denver Broncos. They have a good defense, what have you. Um, in the AFC West, Scotty, they're going to get the Chiefs twice a year, Right. And the Chiefs don't really have a great defense. We've talked about that. It's specifically their pass defense, but they don't have a great defense. You know, they get the Raiders twice a year. They don't have a great defense. And then they get the Chargers. And I love the Chargers. You know, I do. But the Chargers were a team with a really great secondary and pass rush, but they were getting gashed via the run last year as well. I think, you know, being in the AFC West for the Denver Broncos, so you don't have to deal with the Broncos defense, six of his games are against teams. I think he can run against. Might be a favorable schedule for running backs too. Um, Does that matter to for Royce? I don't
2: quite look at it that way because
1: because I think you know,
2: and we've seen this a lot in the NFL before. Yeah, these teams don't play play good defense on paper, but when you play a divisional game and there's a lot of familiarity, especially later in the season. We, we, we get thrown off because like right. we'll see a game between Kansas City and Oakland, sure. and up, the two teams will end up scoring 23 points. Because they know that's, each other that's so well. That's because it's just a divisional war. It becomes, it becomes physical, so I don't think we can assume anything in that regard. I think
1: it's going to be a very competitive division. I, yeah. I won't be surprised to see the Raiders push for a playoff spot. Huh, interesting. Uh, You know, I've been on the Raiders under for a long time. Let's go on the other side of this game, though, Washington. Let's make sense of that running back room as well. This is something for me that's now a stay away altogether. The committee has grown with the addition of Adrian Peterson, but Adrian Peterson, Rob Kelly... Uh, Samaj P Ryan—they don't move the needle for me. I don't think they have the quality uh, that I want on my team. Thompson is still somewhat intriguing in a PPR format because of that role that he performs in very, very well. But outside of that, I'm staying away from this backfield. What do you think here?
2: Yeah, I, I would. I would. If I drafted anybody, is like in the thirteenth round the other day, I took Rob Kelly because I okay. said somebody's got to lead this rush backfield in the rushing. And who's the best possibility to be a goal line back? I think it's Rob Kelly. I don't think Adrian Peterson makes it through the season on right. this team. I think he gets cut four to six games in. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. And Samaja Pirine, uh you know, in the preseason, You know, not not uh you know, not being being there and still behind the curve. I, I think it's a combination of Kelly and Thompson. Thompson's the guy I want to have, but from a rushing perspective, I think I think Rob Kelly's gonna be respectable enough that'll be useful as like a running back four.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I personally am still staying away because I think the uh, you know, I think the committee is too deep. I'd rather have guys that I expect to ascend a little bit more over the course of the season. Staying away. Yeah, you but know like, I give me one
2: it's, if I have to pick one to run the ball, it's gonna be Kelly.
1: Okay, Um, I see that if you had to pick one of them, you know, and you think that he may emerge as the guy throughout the season. uh, So we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. That's why I'm saying it's the thing that I want to watch for here with the Washington football team in week three of the preseason and beyond. Another game that we got, Scotty, that I want to touch on here is the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers on these two teams. I'm looking to see these number two wide receivers. They intrigue me on both of these teams. For Carolina, I'm impressed with this kid DJ Moore out of Maryland, okay? I think the Carolina Panthers are trying to get more dynamic playmakers, you know, to add to Christian McCaffrey. I think they're moving away from having a front line for Cam Newton that can play basketball, you know? At one point, remember, they had Benjamin and Funches and Olsen, these kind of big targets to maybe mitigate some of the uh, accuracy issues of Cam Newton. But now they've got um, a North Turner offense and they got more uh, Ricky Bobby shake and bake kind of guys. You know, the DJ Moores, the Christian McCaffreys. Don't forget about Curtis Samuel as well in that kind of mold. I'm intrigued to see DJ Moore in Carolina and in New England. We talked about it yesterday. Who is the number two wide receiver when Edelman is out? We've talked about guys like, um, you know, Uh, Corderell Patterson and the kid out of Indianapolis that they traded for, whose name is escaping me right now, Philip Dorsett. Philip Philip Dorsett. Dorsett, exactly. So that's what I'm looking at. Number two wideouts on these two teams, Pats and Panthers. What do you think, Scotty? The Eagles are
2: like the Panthers right now. It's like they don't have a number two wide out. Mm-hmm. You know? But the Eagles like have no Jeffrey right now. So right. you know, this Gibson the Gibson kids having a great preseason. That's interesting to watch. I thought Mac Collins was gonna step up, It hasn't hasn't happened. And you still in don't New believe England, in Mike Wallace, right? You don't believe in Mike Wallace. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh and we, with New England, Cordero Patterson, you know, uh, I don't wanna do this again. You know, right. I remember we in his after his second first year he was getting drafted in, like, the third, fourth round, and we found out yeah. the guy could do nothing but return kicks and you know, screen plays. Yeah, he's a track like, star. Yeah, I, th- I think James White is their number two wide receiver, to be honest with you. As for, D De- you know, more, it's like, I like what I see, but I just don't know if there's going to be enough involvement in his rookie year to make him anything more than a wide receiver
1: five. Yeah, it is tough for rookie wide receivers. We've made that point a number of times. Um, it's this it's, kid, more, uh, it's more his role, though. It's... Right. You know, he's a, he's a
2: possession, cat, run after the catch kind of guy. He's not going to make, make a lot of big plays. He's got to, you know, mm-hmm. work with Cam Newton. They're rookies that I really like. I mean, I think Calvin Ridley, you know, is going to have a great preseason. You know, I think that, that, you know, this kid in Dallas, you know, could emerge Gallup. as a fantasy starter. So it's just, I, I like DJ
1: Moore, but I think he might be a year away from making a fantasy impact. Fair enough. Don't forget another rookie that I personally am high on myself. I am 420 for Christian Kirk in Arizona as well. He has played well. And remember, there's not a ton of competition out there in Arizona outside of, you know, Fitzgerald and obviously the tight end. Ricky Seals Jones. So you got to look at that as well. Scotty, I also want to tell people Bet DSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. Okay. And that's what you want. You want to be able to get your winnings real quick. You can play virtually every sport at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. I like that a lot. Okay. Scotty, especially. especially. Especially in sports like the NBA, where you know everybody makes a run, to be able to make that live betting. I really like that. Okay, they run sign-up and deposit promotions year-round. So for a limited time, use the promo code FNTSY. BetDSI is offering up to $2,500 on your first deposit, including kind of rollover requirements. Use the promo code FNTSY and go on over to BetDSI.com. All right, Scotty, we got some time to talk about another game or two. Um... Next game I want to talk about is the Lions going to Tampa to take on the Bucks. Scotty, I am intrigued. I mean, it didn't seem to rate too much on your radar when I mentioned it to you. But I think it's very intriguing that I saw out of Detroit this idea that Kenny Galladay might be in two wide sets with Marvin Jones and Golden Tate might not. I think that really kind of changes the snap count for both of these wide receivers, Galladay, in a positive direction, who does have the frame to be kind of more that outside X guy anyway, and it could, could you know, impact the snap count of Golden Tate as well. Now, don't get me wrong. My guy, Jim Bob Cooter and the Detroit Lions, they go three wide a ton, especially now that they don't even have, you know, the tight end they used to have there in Ebron. So I think they're going to go three wide a lot, but I am intrigued, and I think this, pretend, uh, this could be upside for Kenny Galladay, so I'm looking at that in Detroit. What are you looking at?
2: Yeah, I think you're pretty much on point with it but you know I think Tate is still gonna have a significant role in this offense. He's their best possession receiver, you know, who does who does great things after the catch. You know, that's what DJ Moore could eventually become. You know, he could become right. a golden Tate which would which would be very nice. I that would be great by, yeah. his, by his third year. But you know, like I said, this team was very, very bad in the red zone last year, and that it's going to be all about Blunt, carry on Johnson, and Galladay when they get down by that stripe. It, you know, Why not go three
1: wide, even if they still had Eric Ebron? Yeah, no, so you're right. Like, they're going to go three wide a ton, so Golden Tate will be on the field, you know. But I'm just thinking, for me, it, it, it's indicative that maybe Kenny Galladay has taken that step forward as a second-year wide receiver, and he could be viable um, in fantasy leagues. Do you see him maybe as a wide receiver four, Scotty? Definitely, definitely, with, with wide receiver three
2: upside. You know, this could become right? a situation like the Rams, the Rams, where they have three
1: viable wide receivers hmm and they become a fantasy herd, and, you know, Galladay is doing that in Detroit. I think Chris Godwin is doing similar things in Tampa, Scotty, you know, pushing Deshaun Jackson into the slot role. What do you think about Godwin? Yeah, I know you like him. I, let, let him surpass Jackson, you know, it's I,
2: I, I take the third receiver in Kansas City, Detroit, Los right. Angeles, all Green over Bay. Tampa Bay. Deshaun Jackson's so overrated. You know, we're chasing seasons from the past. There are some guys where, where people are chasing seasons from the past Deshaun Jackson, Demarius mm-hmm. Thomas, Jordan Reed, and you know, Adrian Peterson. So, so, <laughs> yeah, stop. Well, that, that's more extreme. You know, the NFL teams, <laughs> I'm talking about fantasy players. I, I stopped chasing, you know, these, these years these seasons from a few years ago. I think Damaris Thomas
1: going to be a disappointment this year. Deshaun Jackson, don't want him on my teams. All right, fair enough. We'll keep it moving. You know, I think that does represent similar to how I think Kenny Galladay could take a step forward. I think what that means, though, I'm not so much worried about Deshaun Jackson. I think it means good things for Chris Godwin. And I see Godwin and Galladay in similar molds as young wide receivers who may take a step forward this year for their teams, hopping over veterans. We are off and running on Roto Experts in the morning. It's the spin statistician and the— king of fantasy, Scott Angle. When we come back, more third-week preseason games to cover. It's Roto Experts in the Morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Proto experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Shimmy, shimmy, ya We like it raw. The King Scott angle. The spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's me, Dane Martinez. Hey, Scotty, you know, one of my AKAs is the, the vocal minority. Do you think uh, I deserve that? Or should it be Corey Parsons as the vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Or can I take the title and leave him as the executive? I think you should
2: take it. You know, it's Okay, uh, fair enough. Corey Cory talks so much garbage that he's more like a majority.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I like that. I like that. Uh, but regardless, here we are on Roto Experts in the morning, giving you what you need every morning throughout the football season. We were talking about I wanna I wanna continue our conversation here. I thought it's really interesting. Lions and Bucks tonight. Um you know, in the preseason week three. And we're talking about Kenny Galladay and we're talking about Chris Godwin. And there has been kind of buzz on both Galladay. of these guys. Oh, I like that. It would be. It would be, it would be, so, be so nice. So nice. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Galladay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I might have to draft it, it, Kenny Galladay it, now.
2: It, 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 it would be so nice. like when you Yeah, I might that have now. to get some shares yeah. of Kenny
1: Galladay. So anytime Galladay. he gets into the end zone, I can Celebrate. <laughs> It would be so nice. Hey, uh, Bavona, down there in the fantasy pit of misery. We may have to cut that up. We may have to cut that up for a drop. Anytime, anytime we talk Kenny Galladay, we might have to get that involved. Yeah, we can get the music um, behind it, right? I like I that a good. lot. Chris yeah. Bavona makes the magic happen down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. Dilly dilly to him. Dilly dilly to everybody who follows us on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds, at ScottyRotoX. Dilly dilly to everybody who's He's buying down. the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package. and to the promo code El Rey at checkout for all the great content you need as we approach National Fantasy Football Draft Weekend. But we were talking about Galladay and Chris Godwin, okay? And um, I kind of like I, – I think that they're both on a similar path. They're, you know, second- or third-year wide receivers who are taking, I think, a step forward, growing in opportunity with their teams and maybe, uh you know – causing a sacrifice in targets for kind of uh, small-scale veteran wide receivers in Golden Tate and Deshaun Jackson, who would you rather have, Galladay or Godwin right now in drafts? Both of them, upside wide, re- young wide receivers uh, who could maybe be wide receiver fours and maybe even threaten for the back-end wide receiver threes.
2: At first, I was Gallaudet. thinking, Galladay! Celebrate. Uh, <laughs> but God- Godwin, man. I think, has a clear path to a number two wide receiver job with his team. Golden Tate's better than just on Jackson. But, you know, I think Galladay will be so nice.
1: <laughs> yes, it would be <laughs> so nice. Definitely guys to keep an eye on when you're thinking about flex wide receivers. There was receivers another one I used to break out back
2: in the past, too. It's like, you know the Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love? Yeah. Yeah, I used to... Uh, because people would call up constantly, and I'd have to ask their league size, size, so I'd ask, you know, how deep is your league?
1: How deep is your league? Got it. Is your um, league and also, is my, deep... guys, <laughs> my guys, my uh, guys, <laughs> Kenneth Cashman out there at Roto-Wear, I, uh, I bought a shirt for the Unicorn recently, and it's, uh, it says, League Size Matters, Um, so that's good as yeah. well, you know? is my Cincinnati Angles shirt. I like that. We got to get on the horn with my man, Kenny Cashman, and roto I had a, I, listen, I had a... Uh, I had a Twitter follower hit me up with a screenshot of his team that he just drafted and was like, what are your thoughts? And at first, it took yeah. me a while, Scotty, because, listen, this roster had David Johnson, Jordan Howard, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, and uh, like and Rob Gronkowski on it or something like that, and I was like, wait a second. I was like, did you somehow have five top three round picks? Like, what is this? And he was like, ha, 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 you know, it's uh, – a it's a keeper league. And like three of those guys were keepers. I was like, Oh, okay. That makes right. a little bit of sense, but it's so hard uh, to just, you know, when someone gives you just a picture or gives you their team, you don't know the context, you know, you don't know if it's, and some of these guys, I was like, what is this? Like a 14 league? How do you have all these people? You know? So league size definitely matters. All right. Next game that we want to move on and talk about a little bit here on Roto experts in the morning is uh, the Seattle Seahawks, your Seattle Seahawks, Scotty. They go to the spaceship in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Um, Two things for Minnesota, who, you know, we both are pretty high on, right? We both have them in the playoffs. We both have them as our NFC North division winner. Although, as you know, I'm a little bit worried about this Vikings offensive line and the injuries that they have already sustained in the preseason. Now, I don't know if these guys are long-term injuries or what have you, but I am a little bit concerned. I've been seeing Cousins also locking in on Stefan. Can you dig it? So I want to see any chemistry with him and Adam Thielen, if that can develop. And I'm also intrigued. It sounds like this is going to be the first time we see Dalvin Cook in action, so I want us to get a good look at him as well. What are you looking at for the Vikings, who I know yeah. you have going pretty far in your predictions?
2: Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, there's not things we're worried about out for the season yet, but that could right. be concerns early in the season because you want to have the continuity for the line. So that's legitimate, although Latavius Murray has run pretty well overall behind the line. Uh, and, you know, you want to see Dalvin Cook. They'll get him in space. And you want, you're concerned about how much Murray cuts into Cook, but Murray keeps fumbling like he did last week. You know, Cook's going to step forward. And you know maybe not it's not about volume for Cook. You know maybe it's like a Jamal Charles type thing where like he makes the most of every touch. You know that's what you're hoping right. with him as well. Or Kamara. Uh, you know, yeah, with Kirk Cousins, he can he can be mobile enough in the pocket. I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this team's got a very, very good defense. They're going to give them good field position. They're going to help keep them ahead in game. So I, I, think, I think they're going to be okay. I think Dalvin Cook's the biggest thing we look for tonight. Will Rashad Penny, there's an outside shot, you know, that he may play today. But this is a very, very tough defensive assignment, yeah. uh, you know, for Russell Wilson. I want to see how that offensive line holds up against, mm-hmm. you know, that defensive front. And with Doug Baldwin not playing, what receivers can make their mark uh, against this Minnesota secondary? Let me tell you, I like Jerron Brown a lot. And if he presses tonight, I I think there's going to be more
1: buzz about him. Interesting. But uh, what you bring up also on both sides, right, the defensive line versus the offensive lines on both sides are interesting for me. You've talked about the Seattle offensive line and despite them getting Dwayne Brown, you know, they still the was it uh, still Jeremy Effetti is still there. Right. And that's a problem. I don't and I don't like know you if you
2: he's s- going to start. It's so you know, they got they, they got Brown. They also got D.J. Fluker. They got yeah. back J.R. Sweezy, who you know who might push for some playing time if he could stay healthy, and they're talking about George Fant is now back and healthy, and they've okay. liked him,
1: and you know he could start over a Fetty. Okay, so interesting. We do want to see how that offensive line holds up against you know a legitimate front seven. Oh, yeah, uh, with you know Sheldon Richardson, that was, that Daniel tough Hunter, one last Griffin as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the other side, when you talk about that offensive line from Minnesota, I look and they opened the season, Scott. The Vikings open the season at home, but against the 49ers, right? And we know the 49ers on offense may take some time to gel, but the 49ers do have some stud first round picks on that defensive line, you know, Solomon Thomas, Buckner, Armstead. So I want to see what kind of pressure those guys up front can put against, like you said, early in the season, what may be a banged up offensive line for the Vikings. Scotty, I got to let people know, DailyRoto.com is putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers. This NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have a chance to win big along Sports Grid CEO Jeremy Stein. He's one of only. Two men. No, excuse me. He's only one of the only men who have won two separate million-dollar prizes. That's why he can sign some of the checks. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week? No worries. You, you'll get tossed back into the hat the following week. So head to DailyRoto.com sweat and learn how to get in on the action. All right, Scotty, one other game I want to get to that's taking place tonight we got the Green Bay Packers going to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Um, you know, I'm interested to see the uh, Oakland running game. You know, Gruden's been talking so much about the muscle hamster, Doug Martin. Marshawn Lynch, especially in standard leagues, I think has value as an RB two. Um, and I'm looking, you know, to see just the development of this Raiders offense under Gruden. You know, uh, I would love to see if Carr and Cooper have, you know, the connection in the first half. What are you looking for in Oakland? I think uh,
2: you know, a healthy Derek Carr could rebound and threaten to be a, a quarterback one this year, and means really? Amari Cooper might 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 uh, finally live up to the hype this year with Jordy Nelson in there mentoring him in a lot of a lot of ways. So I think this team does a bad defense. They're going to be a lot of shootouts. They're going to be fantasy friendly. John Gruden is giving. Uh, yeah, I heard one beat writer say John Gruden is. Going to have Derek Carr be the CEO of the offense. That he's, he's mm. going to be free to call all the shots. I think it's going right. to boost his confidence. I think they're going to have to throw a lot, and I think Derek
1: Carr is going to have a nice bounce back year. That's interesting. You know, you talk about that in all the best quarterbacks in the NFL, that's what they do, right? I think they call it reading the mail, right? And being able to adjust the plays at the line, a little kill, kill, kill. And maybe Carr will have more freedom as he uh, internalizes this Gruden offense. And as we know, number one wideouts in the Gruden offense have done pretty well. So we'll see if Amari Cooper, you know, fully realizes his potential. You looking at anything for Green Bay? What are you looking at here? Is it these like third wide receivers again to see? Is it Allison or one of the rookies that maybe can be that third wide receiver for uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay?
2: Yeah, I think you know Allison can be that guy. And you know, you want it you want to see that again as well. But uh, you know, Jamon Moore, you know, there's been right. bad Struggling. talk about him in the in the press. I think he has, this is a pivotal game for him to step up. I don't think they're gonna cut a fourth round pick, but uh, you know, he hasn't he hasn't looked too good. Meanwhile, you know, guys like Marquez uh Valdez Scantling it's played well. Ekwunife St. So Brown, Ekwunife St. Brown. Uh, so you know those, those guys. You know, my, my Kyle Cook, Jake Kumaro is playing a really good preseason. You know, could that be a surprise third wide
1: receiver? It's if Randall Cobb gets injured. So I want to see more how that develops. Yeah, definitely. Um, that is pretty interesting. Kumaro being a preseason stud. All yeah. right, Scotty. Um, last thing I want to tell people: don't forget about fantasy factor. It is the only exclusive single-entry DFS site. They got free roles registering all the time and great promotions for free prizes. Keep a lookout also for Fantasy Factor's free $1 million Survivor Contest opening soon, about next week. Go to FantasyFactor.com. You know I love that. It gives you a real chance so you don't have to deal with the people putting in formulas and 50, 100 lineups into the same tournament. Scotty, also, we are going to, you know, as we get into the football season, we'll play Survivor, you, me, and, you know, maybe our guy Chris Bavona. We'll play a survivor to see who can last the longest. We'll make maybe, you know, three picks each week, you know, and track that to see, uh, you know, who's helping you win a couple of shekels. We'll pick some things against the spread to give you an idea of what we're doing. Don't forget about mybookie.ag where we get all of the lines. But as for fun and games, Scotty, one of the things we're doing right now is the team name contest. And I got a couple of new good ones. Okay. That I want to bounce off of you. All right. First one is for uh, Jay from Doki. How about how about how about what? how about spare spare the tarad, spoil the child? <laughs> <laughs> that could work. But we're our internal here. We got to let the listeners yeah. because remember the winner's getting a free uh, Roto Experts exclusive edge package and the personal phone call from the King to help set their lineups one of the weeks this season. We got another one. It's Jay from Dachi. He's, uh, he's got another Adam Thielen one. I think we've heard things like this before, um, but got to get it out there. Uh, what about Thielen on your booty? Uh, we
2: already have She's Thielen on my Ditka, so. Yeah, so we got someone. Better. We already yeah. got yeah. one of those.
1: Um, yeah. Drew Snyder is out there with Joe Buck yourself. What do you think about that one? It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty good, and oh, Scotty's considerate.
2: Yeah, my uh, well, yeah, my, my nickname for Mike Blewett too is Joe Buck. So you think? Oh yeah, right. Hear that. <laughs> there you go. We'll yeah. be hearing him next. I, I, I'm, uh, gonna hour. Sli- I'm
1: gonna slide that in at number seven. I like that. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm putting that in a, in your yeah. uh, in your top because you know Joe with Scott Buck with you what up. I do what I do is like when I read it, you know, I I like to see your knee jerk reaction. You know, like every yeah. time I would say Henny Ala Vodka, you would chuckle to yourself, right? Yeah. Feeling on my dick, you chuckle to yourself. And when I said Joe Buck yourself, you, uh, you chuckled. And so that's my read yeah. on you. I got one more that I like a lot, and I'm going to put into my top seven. Um, it's from Jim Martell, who's been out there, a fan of the show. He follows me. He's part of my Stats Over Beats cipher. What do you think about this one, Scotty? Uh, turn your head and goff. <laughs> There it is. That's, yes, that's, the, that's the reaction one. I'm talking about. That's, that's the reaction I'm talking about. You like that. Yeah. I know you've been to the doctor before. All, all men this have. Is, and we get that my, one, right? This, this is my new number two. Ooh, Scotty. We like that. Okay. So it bumps She's stealing on my Ditka down, huh? Yeah. Nice. All right. So turn your head and goth. From Jim Martell. I like that one a lot as well. Jim Martell also the guy who submitted my number one pick overall for Netflix and chill. So Jim Martell is threatening Tyler Bryson as uh, like the best contributor so far. Jim Martell has two in my top seven now. The turn your head and goff and for Netflix and chill. Um, I like that one a lot. When I saw that on Twitter yesterday, I was like, ah, that is pretty cool. All right. Scotty, so closing out, closing out the show for the week. You know, I mean, Scotty, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited for round three. I mean, week, week three because it's real and starters. But I'm worried that when I see you tomorrow morning, the buzz right before we start drafting in the Greenwich Street Tavern League, which apparently you are bringing the trophy or the belt to as the defending champion. I'm I'm worried do, that we're gonna. Wind
2: up. I'm not a, I'm not a wrestling. fan. What are you?
1: You're a you're a trophy uh, guy. I
2: get trophies. Yeah. We're, okay. Not, we're not and you're bringing the trophy. Yeah. Are you bringing
1: the trophy? Yeah. All right. So when we're the, when you bring the trophy tomorrow morning, I'm just worried, Scott, that the thing that we're going to be talking about is a fantasy relevant stud that's going to be injured. You know, some we saw it with Darius Geis. You know, we've seen it with some others. We saw it with Hunter Henry. You know, someone's going to get banged up, and that's going to be the narrative. I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated about that because you know apparently football is a violent game, huh?
2: It is, you know, and anything can happen at any time. So, uh, look, you know, I, I remember a few years ago with we the GST and Romo got hurt. Uh, you know, right when we were there drafting.
1: Yeah, and that that really that really hurts. You know, that really hurts. But uh, last thing I'll say, say don't forget. Um, to go on out and get the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. There's plenty of ways to do it. You can get it at Roto Experts. You can also submit your best team names to us, and if you win the contest, you will get a free Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. After that, Scotty, you know, one of the things that I've done, I want to see if you like this. I, I, I did a game on Freestyle last year called Game of Inches, where people would hit us up, not with fantasy team names, but with, like, there were stories of bad beats, you know, uh, from the week. Like the guy, for example, on Monday Night Football one year, like Derrick Henry ran for a crazy garbage time touchdown. But the guy sent it in to me. He lost – one guy lost by like .3 points, not because of Derrick Henry, but because like his opponent had Ryan suck up. And so the extra point after that is what gave him the loss, you know, things like that. And the guys who get the worst beats – Uh, Maybe we should think about giving them a prize or something like that. Or maybe the worst beat for the entire year. So after we do the team name contest, maybe we start Game of Inches here on Roto Experts in the morning.
2: Yeah, I I had those stories myself last year, but I try to
1: forget. Yeah, I know. And so everyone has those stories, but the worst... We should at least, uh, you know, we could at least honor here on Roto Experts in the Morning. All right. Fantasy Sports today up next. Scotty, I'll see you all weekend. We'll be drafting. Have a great drafting weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to talk about it. Roto Experts in the Morning.